A reading from Isaiah. How beautiful upon the mountains are the feet of the messenger who announces peace, who brings good news, who announces salvation, who says to Zion, your God reigns. Listen, your sentinels lift up their voices. Together they sing for joy, for in plain sight they see the return of the Lord to Zion. Break forth into singing, you ruins of Jerusalem. For the Lord has comforted his people. He has redeemed Jerusalem. The Lord has bared his holy arm before the eyes of all the nations, and all the ends of the earth shall see the salvation of our God. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks Thanks be to God. I can see that you all have morning routines. One of them is getting up and coming to church on a Sunday morning, no matter what obligations may be pulling on you. And this is a very good thing. Sad to say, I have a morning routine that is not such a good thing, and I may need to move this one up to the top of my New Year's resolutions to drop. It goes something like this. I head blindly for the coffee pot. I feel my way to the computer, sit down, drink my coffee, and slowly come to life reading those little news snippets on AOL the ones you can click through with just the flick of a finger. Unfortunately, when you do this about the time that you do come to life and what you're reading sinks in, all you want to do is go back to bed and pull the blanket over your head or even crawl onto the bed and not come out at all. With the exception of the occasional lost dog finds his way home story, the headlines are horrible. I guess catching the eye with a bad headline sells news, and at least that makes the advertisers happy. Well, just prior to our scripture text this morning, the news lines for the children of Israel were pretty bleak. News just seemed to go from bad to worse in captivity in Babylon. A few generations before, Jerusalem had been ransacked, the temple destroyed, and the the people had been marched off. They had lived in captivity for a very long time. And the only explanation can be that God had abandoned Zion and abandoned them because of their sin. But until God returned to Zion, to Jerusalem, the people needed to remain where they were, far from home. But now the prophet Isaiah bursts in with a vision of good news. See, he says to the people, see, look to the west. See how the messenger from the battlefield has come to Zion. See how beautiful are the feet of the one who brings good news. See how he announces that the battle is won and God is returning to Zion in triumph. Your God reigns, he cries. Your God reigns. And the sentinels of Jerusalem, they take up the cry and they sing from the city walls that the Lord has returned. Their song is peace, good news, salvation. And not all of Jerusalem will know this, but just all the ends of the earth. Now God is with his people, they sing, and all those captives are coming home. Today we celebrate you and I, God with us, God in the flesh. Not God as a triumphant warrior returning home in victory, but as a baby born in a feeding trough who will be the savior of the whole world. Now the one called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace, comes quietly into our broken lives. And the God who has always been Savior is with us now 
and is now again Savior, but in a very new way. God incarnate, Emmanuel. How very much like God to do something like this. This is news worthy of getting up in the morning to greet. News to top any AOL, CNN, Fox News headline. To those who feel abandoned and lost, to those who are poor and despairing, to the sick, to the hungry, to the ones who are getting by, the Savior of the world comes. This is good news we can count on. It was, it is, and it always will be. But who will spread the good news? Who with beautiful feet will tell the good news in word and action? Who will teach children the sacred stories? Who will fix the broken houses? Who will clean up after floods and hurricanes? Who will build beds, feed the hungry, and shelter the homeless? Who will speak out and tell how our Lord reigns to people who do not know those who would be messengers of the good news? And so it is Christmas, friends. Merry Christmas. May Christ be born in us today. And may we go into the world with beautiful feet. Amen. The New Testament reading comes from Hebrews, the first chapter, verses 1 through 12. And it reads, Long ago, God spoke to our ancestors in many and various ways by the prophets. But in these last days, he has spoken to us by his Son, whom he appointed heir of all things, through whom he also created the world. He is the reflection of God's glory and the exact imprint of God's very being. And he sustains all things by his powerful word. When he had made purification for sins, he sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high having become as much superior to angels as the name he has inherited is more excellent than theirs. For to which of the angels did God ever say, You are my son, today I have forgotten you. Or again, I will be his father, or he will be my son. And again, will he bring the firstborn into the world, he says, let all God's angels worship him. Of the angels, he says, he makes his angels win, winds and his servants flames of fire. But of the sun, he says, your throne, O God, is forever and ever. And the righteous scepter is the scepter of your kingdom. You have loved righteousness and hated wickedness. Therefore, God, your God, has anointed you with the oil of gladness beyond your companions. And in the beginning, Lord, you founded the earth, and the heavens are the work of your hands. They will perish, but you remain. They will all wear out like clothing. Like a cloak, you will roll them up, and like clothing, they will be changed. But you are the same, and your years will never end. The word of the Lord. You know, we always uh, are constantly here during this time of the year 
uh, in the midst of commercialism, that famous saying from Christians, Jesus is the reason for the season. We oftentimes say that to bring us back in line with why we, why we worship, why we praise, and why we have our being. And in this Hebrew text, we are again reminded that Jesus is the reason for all seasons, not do, just during Christmas time. In this Hebrew text, we are further reminded of the full deity of Jesus the Christ. My friends, whether we realize it or not, but Jesus is our hope. Jesus is the reason for our atonement. Jesus is the restoration for fallen humanity. He is God's plan for salvation. And Jesus, as this text tells us, is far superior to angels or any of God's other creation. Simply put, my friends, Jesus is the Christ and the Lord of all creation. He is not like clothes that become old and eventually wear out. Rather, the presence of Jesus Christ is everlasting to everlasting. He is the glory of God's revelation to humanity and through him the word of God is wrapped into a gracious gift of, of hope that is enduring today, tomorrow, and forever. My friends, it is through Jesus Christ where we have been created, sustained, and, and we are able to be saved from the clutches of sin and death. Indeed, Jesus is the greatest gift that the Father has ever given to the world. Therefore, my friends, on this Christmas morning, in the midst of exchanging gifts, having fun and great cheer with family and friends, let us take some time to reflect on what the Lord means to you. And it is in the scripture where we are reminded of God's unmerited favor towards us through Jesus Christ. Indeed, my friends, God is with us, not only on this beautiful Christmas morn, but God is with us always. Thus, I challenge us this day and all days to let our life service, our life witness, and our love of God reigning through us becomes signs of the evident presence of Jesus Christ among us. Jesus Christ is our best hope. And Jesus Christ is indeed the light of the world. Truly, he is God's plan for salvation for us. Indeed, all honor and glory belongs to Jesus Christ, who is our Lord and Savior. Amen. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. 
He was in the beginning with God. All things came into being through Him, and without Him not one thing came into being. What has come into being in Him was life. And the life was the light of all people. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to testify to the light so that all might believe through him. He himself was not the light, but he came to testify to the light. The true light, which enlightens everyone, was coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world came into being through him, yet the world did not know him. He came to what was his own, and his own people did not accept him. To all who received him, who believed in his name, he gave power to become children of God, who were born not of blood or of the will of the flesh or of the will of man, but of God. And the word became flesh and lived among us, and we have seen his glory, the glory as of a father's only son, full of grace and truth. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. So what words have you used this morning? Merry Christmas. Mommy and Daddy, come look. Wait a minute. Why do you have to get your coffee first? Come on. Kids, it's time to go. Put that down. Come on. Thank you. You shouldn't have, but I'm glad you did. I love you. Words, lots of words, good words this morning. John opens his gospel with word talk. It reminds us of what God can do with words, create, command, accomplish, destroy, bind, save. We use words powerfully too. James, Jesus' brother, cautioned us about the use of our words. He compared the tongue to a small rudder that can control a powerful ship, a small fire that can set an entire forest ablaze. Words can be used for great purposes and for great harm. We can bless, we can curse. We can build up, and we can tear down. Words in the form of public speech became a news item this year. We've been amazed at what people would say to and about each other, what people would tweet about each other. Much more breaking down than building up this year. Too little taming of the tongue and of the thumb. It's enough to make us want to silence everyone. But the tongue, words, are too valuable, too good to let their misuse lead to their disuse. For all the claims that I'd rather see a sermon than hear one any day, and that a picture is worth a thousand words, Few of us go through life silently. When was the last time you watched a silent movie? 
while you can tell which direction the ball is moving down the field, people are paid very handsomely to tell you which direction (laughs) the ball moved. Words help us communicate what we see. These sermons we're so glad to see give us the ways to share them. We watch someone do something faithful and we use words to describe that something to someone else. Someone does something kind to us, and we use words to say thank you. If a picture is indeed worth a thousand words, then its value is based on the quality of the words used to describe the scene. Cheap words clutter the world, filling it with with hateful graffiti. Well-used words bless the world, filling it with beautiful public art. Words can capture the essence of something, or it can fail nobly trying to do so. Those who are good with words recognize their limitations and use them to their capacity, but like a musician, you know the breaths, the pauses, the spaces between the words are part of the music also. You don't read a dictionary aloud to fill the space with word atop word. You choose carefully which words to best convey what needs to be said and then offer those to another. And the very best words are honest self-disclosure. The opening of oneself to another. These are the words that make you vulnerable because you reveal something deep and true, and depth and truth are avenues to the most fragile and most beautiful parts of who we are. Think of love letters that were not self-serving, but self-giving. Think of thank you notes that expressed how meaningful was the action, how significant it was to the one who benefited. Think of someone who risked ridicule face and for the sake of idealism. Think of a speech, a comment, a word that tore through all the built-up layers of self-protection and pride and laid bare the truth. I have a dream. Thank you. Forgive me. You're forgiven. And the word became flesh and lived among us. Words, all words, but powerful words. God created everything that is using words. And God called it good. And because God's creation is good, God is not content to let it wither into darkness. God never has been. So having already separated the dark from the light, God entered the dark to bring renewed light. God came to redeem that which he loves, the very creation he spoke into existence, the creation that he now speaks into redemption. He arrived, this word, an honest self-disclosure, this Jesus the clearest image we have of God. In seeing Him, we see the
the Father. In this word, we receive the exact imprint of God. He's the sermon to watch and offers the sermons to hear. He's worth the best words that we can assemble and 10,000,000 words can never fully describe Him. In this word, we see God's glory wherever we perceive the truth that tears through built-up layers of self-protection and pride and lets the light shine into our hearts. And the word into our lives. The word has become flesh and lives among us. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Word of the Father, now in flesh appearing, speak your gracious truth into our hearts. Move beneath the layers of self-protection and pride to bring healing, hope, even joy this day. Let the truth of your holy presence make it into those who use our words, that we may use them well, that we may use them kindly, honestly, faithfully. Let your word be heard in the hearts of all. Let your light be seen in the eyes of all. We celebrate your birth today, light of the world. Enter the darkness and overcome it. Be in Aleppo. Be in Berlin. Be in Ankara. Moscow. D.C., New York, Jerusalem, Bethlehem. Florence, be born in hearts throughout your world, that the world we know may know more clearly your grace and truth, that we may all join you in sharing grace and truth. Amen. Amen.